Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to Journey into Passion with Nikkei S. on Everyday Fakes Radio. Happy Black Music History Month. Welcome to the celebration. It is now 2 p.m. on June 29th, 2019, and I am your host, Nikkei S. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to new listeners. Even though this is a show about celebrating black music, I still want you to find something that challenges the way you normally do things and find encouragement and inspiration that you need during today's broadcast. Remember, as always, if you have any questions or comments, please call 347-539-5372. Press 1 on your keypad when you're ready to join the conversation. I send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. And today I really want you to get in on the fun, so I'm going to be asking some trivia questions, and including you on these questions. But first up, today, I am joined by three very special people who are good friends of mine and great supporters of the show. We have the inspiring Dr. Billy Jones. He is the creator of this amazing network and author of Everyday Folks Books. So let us bring on... Dr. Billy Jones, and of course, I hope I remember what his, which one is his number. <laughs> Dr. Jones, is this you? <laughs> it I remember. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you are a busy man. And, um, you know, listen, if you've been listening to my show, you know who this man is. But I'm going to let him introduce himself. Go ahead, Dr. Jones. Well, firstly, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, hi, everyone. Billy Jones here, also known as BJ from Everyday Folks Radio, in particular, the segment of BJ Speaks. And I'm so glad to be here to support you, Anike. And I just want to say to everyone listening, and I'm sure our esteemed guests will agree, we're very proud of all you've accomplished and what you continue to do. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And I know and that. Next Oh, yes. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say one other thing. Um, You know, it's funny because the other two esteemed guests who you're about to introduce are so awesome. Each of these women, uh, each of these women is beautiful, smart, entrepreneurial. So I'm very excited to be here with them. Oh, yes. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much. And next up, we have... The amazing, and she knows this is how I introduce her all the time, the amazing Narissa Street. Narissa! <laughs> how are you, Anike? 
Uh, great. I am great. Marissa, you are the author of 31 Days of Yes, an amazing educator. And uh, tell us more about yourself. Oh, wow. Um, well, uh, first of all, you can hear me, right? Am I, are, we, are we good? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, perfect. Perfect. I always like to make sure that, that everything can be heard clearly. So, um, first of all, thank you so much for the invitation, um, again, to be on your show. Um, I can definitely echo what Dr. Jones uh, says about you. Um, I know that that you are also an accomplished person. And, um, you know, really grateful that you're having me on your show. So um, as far as what I am, I think the best um, way to describe yes. me is an inspired storyteller. So an inspired storyteller is someone who uh, reminds you of who you are and who you are possible of being, like everything that's possible in your life. And so I do that through film. I do that through keynote speeches. Um, I do that to ed- through education. And I work with um, both adults and uh, with youth. So I've been doing this for several years, and it is what feeds me. And um, I'm just very grateful to have an opportunity to just operate in the world uh, in a way that is positive and impactful. So... Um, having someone who is willing to give me a platform to help bring uh, the good news into the mainstream um, is just is just something that I'm always very grateful for. So thank you so much for the the opportunity to be here. Oh, thank you so much. See, that's why I call her the good news. I'm just saying. Okay, next <laughs> up we have my good friend. Capri Johnson, creator of Black Tongue Clothing, social entrepreneur. You all know this woman. No need for further introduction. I'll just bring her right on. Miss Capri, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? How's everybody doing today? Awesome, awesome. So tell us more about you. More about me? Um, well, uh, I am the creator of uh, of Black Tongue Clothing, um, and our motto basically is the words that you speak are the laws of your life. Uh, so our T-shirts are meant to inspire and incorporate black culture, not that it's not already, into mainstream America. Um, so generally we'll have, um, you know, an image uh, on the front and maybe like a quote on the back, um, and so, like, my shirts, you know, they're, they're just meant to inspire, um, you know, and be fashionable uh, at the same time. Nothing negative, just positive words for you to live by. Awesome. Nice. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> okay. It's time for the celebration to begin. Listeners. Get your pens and paper ready because you are going to be a part of this conversation. Anytime you want to chime in, please call 347-539-5372. Press 1 on your keypad when you're ready. And if you're on this call now, just press 1 and let me know when you're ready. And I'm also going to be monitoring my emails at nekpassionjourney at gmail.com. So from the very beginning, when Africans played instruments like the djembe, which is a goblet-shaped form with animal skin covering for the drum head, the beats that create the rhythms 
have, have been at its core some of the greatest in the catalog of songs that captured black music. Even to today's hip-hop songs, the lyrics follow those certain beat patterns. Then, of course, there are those great melodies that have created some of the greatest music in history. The sounds have influenced the styles of music, been part of uplifting people, getting the party started, and even creating calls to action. This great music is a great unifier, and today we celebrate that music and the great artists of this incredible artistry. All right, so, panel of guests, are you ready for some trivia? Ooh, yes. <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> that should be fun, Anika. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ms. Capri, now, I am I know that you know so much about the black culture, so I'm going to start with you. Okay, this I'll do my best. <laughs> this instrument is a West African percussion instrument consisting of dry gourd with beads woven into the netting covering the gourd. Is it the shaker, the sec, the secreye, or the maraca? Uh, I'm going to say the shaker. Nope, it's the secreye. Sec I'm hoping. Secreye, yeah, that. you got secreye. Sec okay, well, I yeah. learned something new today. <laughs> Because kind of like in my mind, I kind of picture, I can picture what you're saying, but I guess, yeah, now I know the proper term for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I encourage you, because I went on YouTube and I, I looked at some videos and other people playing the instruments. It's really interesting. So I encourage you to check it out. All okay, right. Miss Nerissa. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. All mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. So, so this instrument is a long necked harp lute of a Malenke people of West Africa. This instrument's body is composed of a long hardwood neck. It has 20 leather or nylon strings attached from the top with leathers, leather tuning rings. The strings pass over a, a notched bridge, 10 strings on either side, and it has mm-hmm. a, it's anchored at the bottom by a neck of metal rings. Is it the harp lute, the bellophone, or the core? Ah, <laughs> the harp flute. <laughs> the, say it again. The harp flute. The what now? The harp, the harp lute, the bellophone, uh-huh. or the cora. Cora. I'm gonna go with the cora. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, it is. It Excellent. is. All okay, right. that's great. It is. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm on. Um, uh, what do they call it? Um, ask me another, or <laughs> on on the NPR show. Ask me another. This oh. is great. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, we're gonna be learning some things today. This is this is I like oh, awesome. Stuff. Fantastic. Thank <laughs> you, Billy Jones. Are you with us? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your question? I'm ready. Bring it. All right. This instrument is an hourglass-shaped drum from West Africa whose pitch can be regulated to mimic the tone and rhythmic patterns of human speech. It has two drum heads connected by leather tension cords, which allow the player to modulate the pitch of the drum by squeezing the cords in the arm of their body. Is it the talking drum, 
the bellophone or the lute? It's definitely the talking drum. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Well, awesome. By the way, the bellophone is a kind of xylophone or percussion idiophone, which plays melody tunes. It usually has between 16 and 27 keys. And the lute is a plucked string instrument that has a a deep round back and and a narrow neck and a hollow um, cavity, and it's actually more of a European instrument. So, I was going to say, I think that's a Greek thing. I think the lutes are Greek. Yeah. 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 Nice. Okay. So, cool. If I can share mm-hmm. a little secret for everyone, I actually have a yeah. talking drum here at home. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Okay. I love it. I'm a miniature version of it. it. I was kind of privy to it. (laughs) That's all right. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Where'd you get a talking drum from, BJ? I bought it from this. um, It was, you know what, in in Capri, and and you know, University, you may know this well. There is a place called World Craft Store that's down in the outlet here for, for listeners listening, in Florida City, which is in the outskirts of Miami and Homestead, there is the Prime Outlet, and there's a World Culture Store, or, or wow. known as World Craft Store. And I bought it there for like 25 bucks. And so wow. it's, it's okay, really cool. cool. Yeah, and I, it's, a, it's a, a miniature version of it, but it's a nice, you know, it, it's still, it can still be used and played. So that's how I knew what it was. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Nice, very nice. All right, all right. Well, I, that that was interesting. That was inter- I was just curious to see um, if you knew it, and and also just to introduce these things to our our listeners because I just think that these things are very important, especially because you have to. We're talking about where it came from, and we're going to work our way through the years. And uh, of course, during the dark days of slavery, you can hear songs like "Wade in the Water." with significant lyrics to target audiences. And the lyrics like, wade in the water, wade in the water, children wade in the water, God's going to trouble the water. And Harry Tubman, of course, used the song to tell escaping slaves to get off the trail and into the waters so that the dog slave catchers couldn't sniff out their trail. And so Mm. from the very beginning, you know, this music, it meant something, and it actually... It was a call to action from the very beginning. So I just, I love these kind of trivia questions. And so any of my panel, you want to share a little trivia? Uh, I think I shared some with you. Hi, this is Marissa. So I think I shared some with you before, Anike. Um, Stevie Wonder, who is my all-time favorite artist ever, 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 like ever. Um, while he was making which, which it's his classic um, songs in the key of life, which everybody knows oh, a song yeah. from it, even if they don't, even if they don't know that they know a song from it, like everybody knows songs from it. Um, all kinds of musicians are inspired by this particular album. Um, it turns out that it was created when um, Stevie had like a crisis of conscience. Um, back in the 70s and he had been listening to a lot of things that were going on in the world and decided that he wanted to um, 
move back to Africa, like he wanted to move to Ghana and help people in Ghana. And Barry mm-hmm. Gordy, who saw his cash cow um, leaving because he was one of the most successful artists in Motown, he it prompted Barry Gordy to give Stevie unprecedented ownership of his work. And so during that time, Stevie Wonder made over 200 songs in a two-and-a-half-year period after, wow. you know, saying, hey, I, needed to, I, I need to, you know, reconnect with who I am and, and go to Africa. So um, he did eventually visit Africa, but because he had signed, like, a brand-new contract with um, Motown, he, of course, didn't move there. So um, very, very interesting that, um, you know, somebody's crisis of conscience ends up being like the thing that um, inspires what what is now like a work that everybody, everybody in music just, you know, acknowledges and loves and everything. So, yeah, yeah so um, very interesting. Anybody else? I'll, I'll share. Uh, first, Narissa, I have to share, that's one of my favorite albums and, of course, singers, too. I, I love, love, love Stevie Wonder, and I did not know that. Thank you very much. Sure. I, I actually have, my name actually is part of music history, black music history. Yeah. And so it, go, it goes like this, actually. So my grandparents, well, my, well, my mom, when she was uh, pregnant with me, she was a senior in high school. My mom and dad were both seniors. And... I was an oops baby, <laughs> but my mom, wanted to, <laughs> my mom wanted to name me after my father, whose name is John Young. But, of course, my grandparents weren't very happy with that idea. And so they persuaded, they, they went back and forth over it. And so finally my mother surrendered, and they named me Billy Paul. And obviously my last name is Jones. Well, actually, I, I asked when I was about 12 years old, I said, well, what is the origin of my name? And they said to me, my, my mom said, well, you know the song, Me and Mrs. Jones? I said, yes. But the singer's name is Billy Paul. And I heard the song on the radio. My mom, my grandmother loved it. My mom loved it. And we just thought the song was nice, so we named you after the person. <laughs> and, wow. And what's funny about that is two years ago, Billy Paul passed. I was supposed to interview him on one of the very first episodes on Every, Everyday Folks Radio, but he passed away. His publicist contacted me, and then we, we were talking for about four months you know, to his publicist, and to my discovery within that time, he had passed before we could have the conversation. Oh. And, and the funny thing is that song, a lot of people love that song, but the song is a song about infidelity. You know, me and yes, Mr. And Jones, we got a thing going on. <laughs> so it makes you know, it's, it's, it's classic R&B, you know, the, the theme of you did me wrong, love, pain, finding love, joy, and all the in-between. So I just thought I'd throw that in. It was quite interesting. And, Monique, when you asked me for a brief, um, a, a little piece of history, I said, wait a minute. I remember that crazy conversation I had years ago. But it's very significant. And every time I hear that song, even though I know it's significant, I just love the rhythm and sound. And I celebrate one of the artists who created one of the most iconic songs in R and B. Capri, you got nothing? I don't. Have, I don't. I don't necessarily have any um, trivia uh, at the moment. At least nothing that I can verify. 
that yeah because i want to be wrong <laughs> i want to make sure i know what i'm saying but um i don't have any uh trivia necessarily but i will say that um the world not the united states but the entire world uh has definitely been influenced not just by black culture um but by our music because you oh, see yeah. our music in every single culture and I grew up, well, I grew up listening to a lot of different music, but I especially love, I love Stevie Wonder too. He's one of my top three people, like Stevie Wonder, Bob Marley, and Aretha Franklin. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But um, those are my top people right there. But um, I love, love, love rap music. And I, you know, I was here, I, I came up when it first came out, you know. Mm, our our current yeah. version of, of what, you know, what we call rap. You know, our parents, let them tell it, it's been around forever, but, you know, the modern version of, of, of what we listen to. And uh, and it has influenced every single culture. You There's no place, I don't think, um, in any industrialized nation that you can't find an influence of our music. And so right, to right. the world, I say you're welcome because, you know... <laughs> It really it is it is it's really loved and appreciated. And so yeah, you're you're very welcome, world, you know. And a lot of times and what's so good about it too, I think, is that um one, it makes me proud, and I'm sure it makes all of us proud that it it came from us, you know, but mm-hmm. um it's also a good thing because it's so accepted in this country. I, I remember there was a time my aunt and I remember I was in her car and we were driving along and it was this it was, I don't even remember what song it was. It was like super, super old school rap song now. And she was just complaining, complaining, like, this isn't going to last. All oh, this music is terrible. It's not going to be around for long. And, like, we were like, no, I don't think you're right. I'm like, I think you're wrong. But that was so long ago. But it's, it's really influenced, um, you know, many cultures. And, again, I'm proud to say that it, it, it came from our culture, but not just that. But it is really now American music. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's always been American music as long as we've been here, but, you know, because it's recognized, you know, just worldwide, they see that as American music, you know, just like rock and roll or, or every other, you know, genre music, country music, you know, that, that, that we, that we do here. But, um, but I love it. I love, I love rap music and it makes me uh, very proud. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And listen, audience, we want you to get in on, on this, too. So I have a trivia question for you. We're going to move into the 30s and the 40s. She is known as Lady Day. And even though she did yeah. not have much music training, she was one of the most influential artists of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Can we answer? She, one of her most powerful. Nope. This is for the audience. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> one of her most powerful hit songs is called Strange Fruit which spoke about the mm-hmm. lynching of black people. Who is she? If you have the answer, please call 347-539-5372. Press 1 on your keypad when you're ready. And I'm watching my email at anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. She is known as Lady Day. Who is she? All right. So while we're waiting for our listeners to join in, here's some legendary singers that I, I think should be mentioned. And I hope you find out more about their legacy and their music. These pioneers performed during the days when black people were not allowed in the front door, even if they were the talent. They had to come in the back way, and they had to leave the same, never being paid what they were worth and could not voice their opinion about that. 
they kick down the doors for so many. Remember their names. Lena Mary Calhoun Horn was an American singer, mm-hmm. dancer, actor, and civil rights activist. Horn's career spanned over 70 years in film, television, and theater. I actually had a chance to see her in concert, and, man, she blew me away. She was incredible. Dorothy Dean Dandridge was an American film actress, singer, and dancer. She is perhaps one of the most famous black actresses to ever grace the Hollywood, and she was the first to be nominated for Academy Award and her performance for her performance in 1954 film Carmen Jones. Remember their names. All right. Let me check a look, see if anybody answered this question. Let's see. Anybody, anybody, Lady Day, who is she? All right. All right, we're going to keep it moving. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that question for y'all. We're I have one other moving. favorite, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my other favorite is um, when you mentioned, um, you're talking about Lena Horne. Well, actually, your question made me think of this other person who I love very much is um, Ella Fitzgerald. I love her music. Yes. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's, Absolutely. she's really great. And so, trivia question about Miss Ella. What did she invent because she forgot the lyrics? Oh, scatting. Yeah. <laughs> scatting. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that was, you know, I mean, here's a thought about that, though. I mean, specifically for our listeners who, you know, are who know your content is usually about, you know, passion and, and inspiration. I think one of the things that we want to think about when we're thinking about black music in general, whether it's rap or hip hop or jazz or anything, is that we are masters of um, taking what we have and, and, and expanding it and making it better. So figure that she mm. was, um, oh, oops, I forgot the lyrics. So instead of just mm-hmm. being, like, defeated by, you know, what under normal circumstances in, um, in, in performance is like a real big oops, you know, you're going up on your lines, she took her talent and created something on the spot. I think we, we really need to be uh, mindful of how we, we tell the story of of what we do with the resources we have in front of us. You know, so think yeah. about how resilient we are as a people that there are these people who were kicked out of the places that people are normally found. And, yeah. oh, my goodness, they create these districts. Like I think about Liberia, which is a, a, a place that, you know, I worked on a documentary of recently. And... The they used to have their own entertainment district, and Liberia is a a, a town in Hollywood, Florida. You know, they had their own mm-hmm. entertainment district that was open to black performers who couldn't, of course, stay at Fountain Blue and all those other nice places where they were asked to perform. And they created their own entertainment district. So think about like mm-hmm. how much we, as you know, people of color, how these constraints that we had um, just made us stronger, better, more creative, um, and more amazing. Like, like think of how 
black music, when you think of it and when you listen to it, that should be inspiring you to know that no matter what constraints you have, um, you know, there's always something possible for you to do um, that is, is amazing and powerful. Yeah. Now, this, is, this, this leads me to an interesting question. Um, Billy, as an educator, when you talk to students, do they really recognize these, these old songs? Do they, do they know who these people are? That's a good question. Um, it depends. In more cases than not, they don't, which is why mm-hmm. when I'm in a classroom, I, as you are aware, I teach um, English composition at the collegiate level, and I also teach African-American literature and African literature. And in those courses, I am constantly from providing the bridge from the, the historic to the contemporary world of how the music that we listen today, how it has evolved and its evolution from where it went, came. And, and one thing that, that always shocks them the most, and it kind of goes back to what Narissa was saying in terms of her work with Liberia, and that is we as people of the African diaspora, when, we don't, when we're not offered opportunity, we make our own way. And so, mm-hmm. our, and, and that brings me to the roaring 1920s of America when the Cotton Club during the Harlem Renaissance, mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. blacks were not allowed. They weren't recognized by white record labels. The, the nation was still very divided. We're talking about a time that was just before the Depression of 1929, but then from 1920s to 1940s, that was the era of the Harlem Renaissance. And so church mm-hmm. was held in the Cotton Club in Harlem. Even mm-hmm. singers would perform, some of the which like that you mentioned earlier. And so it just reminds us in, in, in the spirituality of our people, which is so fascinating. I think many of the students, when they hear about R&B today or they hear about, oh, the R&B and rhythm and blues, which has now morphed into more pop and or its own category, mm-hmm. because now we're getting back to some of the basics, slowly yet surely, of what old, you know, old school R&B was. The kids are reminded, oh, wait a minute, I heard that song recently. Oh, so-and-so sampled. That's a sample. I said, yes, it is. I said, and so it doesn't yeah. mean that people are stealing. They're playing homage to these great thoughts. But it's important to know that these sounds and these independent ideas did come from somewhere. All right. Yeah. All right. We have a caller. Think- Let's bring yes. her on. Caller, you're on yes, the air. Can I you hear me? Been- I can hear. Can you hear me? And yes. I know who Lady Day is. Billy Holiday. Yay! The winner! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is an awesome show. Thank you. I love all your speakers, and thank you that I won. <laughs> nice. <welcome>. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. I appreciate you. Bye. All right. Yes. Yes. Lady Day is Billy Holiday, and trivia for the panel: Who portrayed hmm. Lady Day? In a very, very important film. Oh my gosh, that's 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 Diana Ross now. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it mahogany? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No. 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 Um, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Hold on. Uh, oh. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 I know what she's. I know. Oh, right. I know. I picture it now. What was it? Uh, okay. what, what, what was this? What was the film? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up now because now I forgot. Wrong. I thought it was. I was about to say mahogany, mm. but I was like, "Wait, no." Nope, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Lady sings the blues. 
Oh, ah, there yeah. you go. Please. Yeah. And how can we forget that? <laughs> I don't know. It was Lady Sings the Blues. It sure was. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Call to action, the late 60s. Say it loud, and I am back, and I am proud. Words what? that James Brown sang, tired of the infighting among black people. Artists wanted to sound yep. the alarm and get black folks to wake up and realize they need to take pride in being black. Panel, we are still dealing with that today. Why do you think that? <laughs> so, so, so that's a great question, but I think that the, the infighting anywhere has to do with inner, you know, a lack of harmony inside us. You know, there, we, we're mm. still... And sorry, this is Nerissa. Um, we're still we're still trying, struggling with our own uh, sense of peace. And so, you know, when you when you have something where you're you're not feeling peaceful on the inside, it's easier for you to project outward that there's a problem on the outside. And um, mm-hmm. you know, when you look and you see that. People are looking at you and making judgments on you based on what you look like. You know, instead of having a sense of, of, of confidence that says, well, that's their problem, and understanding that whatever you think you're keeping from me, whatever it is you think you're blocking me from, really wasn't mine to begin with. Like, if you don't have a sense of that, then every time somebody denies you something, you're going to think it's because, well, it's, you know, they don't like me because I'm black or they don't like me because of this or whatever. That could be true, but that doesn't mean that it's going to take something away from you. But if you, if you have that as a mindset, then you'll start to be upset whenever somebody who looks like you does something that you don't think they should be doing, you know? So mm. I, I think, I think, we just have to come to terms with the fact that um, we we get to be all different kind of people. We get to be as as three dimensional as everybody else gets to be. You know, there's a lot of judgment about you know how some of us show up in the world, and and why shouldn't we show up a particular way? There's, there's, this, there's this amazing movement, which I, I want to introduce a lot of people to. It's called Afro Bubblegum. And it's, it's mm. coming out of the continents of Africa, where there are these creators in Africa, and they're musicians, and they're visual artists, and they're filmmakers. A lot of them are filmmakers. Um, but they're also <laughs> visual artists. And they are determined to see the imagery and the narrative of us as a people change. So much so that they say mm-hmm. if they see anything that looks like a poor African, you know, as far as visually created as a poor African, that is not something they're going to stand behind. If they see something where African people are not just in their joy, you know, if it's not frivolous, if it's not beautiful, if it's not fun or funny, um, they don't want any part of it. And that's why it's called Afro Bubblegum. There's, we, we, we've got to be okay with the many and diverse 
visions of ourselves because because that is us reclaiming ourselves in that, we can have a sense of mm-hmm. peace. We'll stop fighting with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Complete yeah. your thoughts. Very good. Capri, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I had it on mute. Oh, okay. I mean, my end, my end on mute. Um, I, I can agree. Um, I completely understand with, with where uh, Narissa is coming from. Um, and it, there are a lot of reasons, I guess, behind um, why there may be some infighting, but a lot of it does come back to just, you know, self-love and, um, you know, accepting yourself for who you are and how you are and knowing that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I, I completely, and even I am or have, um, begin to see and understand more, um, the diversity that is among us and how we can, um, we can show up in many different ways, you know, in the world we have every right to, you know, everybody else does, you know, and, and everybody, and it's, it's no different than trying to just almost say that everybody should have the same personality. You know, everybody should like the same things, and it's you just you can't you can't do that. You know, if I want to listen to a particular kind of music that's outside of my culture, whatever you want to call it, um, then you know it's okay to do that. It's okay to to participate in different activities, go different places, watch you know whoever it is that you want to be. It's all right to show up that way, and no, you shouldn't be judged for it. Yeah, absolutely, Billy. You know, sorry. Just, just, and I concur with everything else that my colleague said. I'll just add <clears throat> what surprises me when I'm in a class or when I'm teaching. I'll, I'll use an example. Last semester, I taught creative writing, and when I started talking about lyric poetry and the power of it, I first showed them. That, well, many folks want to write poetry, and and it, it sometimes it's hard to publish it, as you know, Enrique. Um, because mm-hmm. of the fact that so few words say so much, and the publishers, even if you do self-publish, they want to make sure that at least volume-wise, it'll be worth the print in terms of the cost. And so you have to write a lot of poetry as a volume. If not, you could do a chapbook, but you know sometimes to get it um, acknowledged by a major house, it could sometimes be a little challenge. So when I show them the example lyrically, the uh, a historic piece of literature that spoke about the very same topic, let's say love in the 60s versus love, how it's portrayed today in a song or the lyrics today. Um, they're just shocked sometimes. They're like, wow. And I said, you know what's interesting? It's because in a time when we were so subjugated, we had to use all of our resources, our intellectual property, and as well as our, our, our physical force in order to gain acknowledgement. Whereas today, mm. because there's so many of us and so many and I'm saying us meaning people of the African diaspora. We're in so many places, and people are used to seeing us pop up, even if it's just one of us in certain occasions, that they think it's okay and that it doesn't mean that they're ignorant. It just means that they're so far removed from what used to be that it doesn't seem like it's no longer the focus. And I tell my yeah. students, you need to stay woke on that because some people are playing on the idea, especially people, children, students who look like me, you're playing with the idea that you're not informed and that you are unaware. Uh-huh. And that is a modern day form of subjugation, that, you know, if not slavery. Yeah. And so we just have to be a little careful to make, and it doesn't mean that the music we make today is bad. That's not what I'm saying in any way, because I celebrate all mm-hmm. types of music. 
But what I am saying is that I remember I'll use an example very briefly. When Beyonce performed during the Super Bowl with Bruno Mars, and she was wearing the black outfit, people had all yep. kinds of comments and these negative comments. And, and, and I remember very distinctly in the paper, I can't recall which, they said, well, she was playing this homage to using her music to play back to some of the problems that were going on. And there were a number of things going on in that year that she was, you know, she was tired of. So she was using her musical platform in order to make a message. That was typical 40, 50 years ago. And today, yes, people are still making messages, but those messages are sometimes, they're about different topics. Sometimes they're very self-serving. Yeah. It's about having fun. You know, very mm-hmm. few about social consciousness or, you know, going out to vote and things of that nature. But, yeah, there is a dichotomy there that I'm just so surprised. And what's funny is that all of us, in our, those of us on the air right now, we're all right. We're in the generation that's sandwiched on both sides of this reality. <laughs> right. Yeah. So both sides. Are, look, you know, we're looking like, wait a minute, we got a little taste of that. We understand this, but we also see things from our own perspective. So it's quite fascinating. Yeah. I, you know, and I think, Billy, really what you're talking sorry, about. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, Nurse. Sorry, Billy, that that conversation about the fact that we're sandwiched between the two, I think that, you know, provides us, especially if you you have an audience like you do, and all of us, we have an audience in in our own businesses um, with the the clothing line and, you know, with I do a lot of speaking and things like that. I think we have a unique position to try to bridge that Mm -hmm. gap. Um, And what I struggle with also is that that being that bridge not becoming a burden so you know right where we are we understand that yep time to be woke um and it's time for us to take care of business as far as making sure that the strides that our ancestors and even our the generation right before us have made are not lost. Right. Um, but also acknowledging that the children that we have coming up, part of the reason that those kids are kind of bristling against that, well, that was in the old generation and I just want to, is that's really what they should be about. Um, there's a, a really amazing poem uh, well, not really a poem, but like a, I guess it's an aphorism where it says, my my grandfather studied war so that my, and of course I'm completely paraphrasing, but I, my grandfather studied war so that my father could study mathematics so that I could study art, right? Mm. And so that thing where, where, at what point do we, number one, you know, keep the, the strides that our ancestors have made, you know, and keep woke, but also acknowledge that part of the reason that our ancestors fought so hard is so that we could be free, is so that yeah. our students, and you know, could be goofy, like like the yeah. thought of our of our young people being allowed to be goofy and being allowed to like you know do the silly thing. That also is a sense of power. How many people outside of our culture have such a sense of power that their kids can be completely goofy all the way, and by goofy I mean like they're, they're undisciplined, whatever, all the way through school, 
And then when they get to high school, mom or dad calls a friend and they got a job waiting for them. You know, mm-hmm. so so I think part of us is part of our 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 unique position is yeah, we want our kids to be educated properly so that they understand their power and mm-hmm. so that they understand that everything's possible for them, but then also how do we set up our students, our, our young people, our next generation enough to not carry the burden that mm-hmm. we fought so hard for them to be released from? Good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, these calls to action songs, you know, and they're so relatable. I mean, it's, even today, mm-hmm. what's going on by Marvin yep. Gaye? You know, yeah. picket lines, picket signs, don't punish me with brutality, talk to me so you can see yeah. what's going on. The mighty temptations, ball of confusion, people moving out, people moving in because of the color of their skin, run, 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 show can't hide, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, vote for me and I'll set you free. I mean, we're dealing with that right now, right? And, right. I mean, the person talking about the love of my brother is a preacher, but nobody seems to be interested in learning but the teacher. Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to our nation, ball of confusion. These are yeah. echoes today. And so, and so, you know, when we're dealing with the, the, the future generations, I think because of what I see, that more are beginning to see that, and they know, and they know what because they're, they're beginning to learn more about what their rights are. They're beginning to understand it. I think there's going to be a shift. I'm I'm feeling positive about this shift only because of what I'm seeing and because of powerful educators like Narissa and Billy that are making sure that they remember these things. And so I just think that these call to action songs, they work then, they work now, and they're important. Mm -hmm. I think the the point that uh, Narissa made that was very good – and that's something that I think I probably um, have an issue with also is, like you say, trying to bridge the gap and, you know, how you're sandwiched in between. And you're, you, are you, I think sometimes when you're in the middle of change is when it's mm. difficult. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. we didn't grow up, you know, in the times that our parents did. So for us to right. look back and, like, you, you know, when you're in the middle of change, everything seems difficult. Wow. Um, yeah. And I never really looked at it that way, I guess, from that perspective, or at least I never really thought about it long and hard. Um, for the yeah. younger, you know, generation that's coming up behind us, you know, I guess a lot of times, too, we look at them, um, you know, and have a certain attitude, you know, towards them, or they don't know this. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, for whatever they don't know that come behind us, that's our fault, number one. Right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's on us, you know. And so anything that we don't know, you know, or certain things that maybe we should have known, you know, growing up may, may have been, you know, because our parents didn't tell us or maybe they just didn't know. But, again, you know, mm-hmm. we can stop that cycle. Um, and, and it shouldn't be everybody's burden to – it shouldn't be the burden of every generation to carry that weight, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, in, into the future. But it it is what it is to, to some extent, and um, change doesn't just – you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It might take 50 years. It might take 100 years, you know. Um, but I do have to, I think, be a little bit more aware, um, or more conscious of that and accepting of that and, and still know that it's okay for these kids to be, I get to be free, 
you know, and to do mm-hmm, those things right. that they want to do and be themselves. Um, and that's, that's, that's a good thing. And it, it really is also a good thing, too. It's not necessary. I'm not saying that you any of us were saying it was a bad thing, but looking at it from a different, you know, through a different set of glasses, it is also a good thing that they feel that way uh, because they are more yeah. free and they're more open and they're more accepting. I think every generation that's been coming behind our parents' generation has been much more mm-hmm. accepting, much more open, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, in accepting of, of other people and other cultures and, and, and of every, everything. And I think that that helps push people along. And I think it helps um, make human beings just evolve into better people, period. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you're, you're, when you're a better person, awesome. you can live a better life and you can – you know, just you, you, your life is, is just better. You treat people better. You know, you treat the planet yeah. better. You know, all those things. So it's it's a good thing that they're evolving and that they don't all have all the burdens that, you know, the past generations did. Right. Now, I want to remind my our audience that you can jump in on the conversation by dialing 53, I'm sorry, 347-539-5372. Press number one on your keypad when you are ready. I'm also monitoring the um, email, so anytime you want to jump in, let us know. We would be glad to have you. And now it is time for Remember Their Names. Sarah Louise Vaughn was an American jazz singer named Sassy and the Divine One. She won four Academy Grammy Awards, including the Lifetime Achievement Award. She was given an NEA Jazz Master's Award in 1989. Critic Scott Yano wrote that she had one of the most wondrous voices of the 20th century. And, oh, my goodness, if you have ever heard this woman's voice, it is clear, it is precise, it is beautiful. Sarah Vaughn, Sarah Louise Vaughn, remember her name. Okay, let's lighten things up. We have got to lighten things up. I have... Now, now listen. We don't have that that big of a uh, a budget on JIP, but we're gonna do our best. It's time to name that tune. Y'all ready? Uh oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I'm only gonna play a few seconds of the song, and if you know the title, well, you know what? I have some strong personalities on this show, so I'm gonna ask each of you at one of the time. <laughs> Y'all going to be jumping in. I got it. All right. So, we behave. And if the person doesn't have it, I'm going to go to the next person. All right. Y'all ready? Now, this song Uh right here, if you don't know this song, I'm taking your black card. I'm just going to take it right from the phone. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. (laughs) Good. Okay. So, so who's answering? So, that's the thing. Who's answering first? You said you you don't want to jump in. You're going to answer. Uh oh. Okay. All right. (laughs) This is our generation. Here goes the black card. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. No, 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 not that one. Oh. <laughs> Is that the side? Yep. Wait, okay, play it again. You got it? No? Can you hear it? Oh, I know that. I, okay, I can You're barely done? hear it. So try, wait, do it again. Okay. All right, I'm gonna do it again. Uh, 
woman in my Don't come oh, out right. Know That's all you get. What's the song? Wow. Have you ever been in love with Uh-oh. Oh, 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 God. Okay, uh, hold on. Uh, uh, hold on. You, you got what I need. Yeah. Um, if you say he's just a friend. You, you no. revoke a card. No, but really? I can't. Okay, that's what I thought I heard. No? Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, revoke the card. Go ahead. Can I answer? Yeah. No, nope. answer. Go ahead, Capri. Is the name of the Capri, song is called The Show. <laughs> the na- the na- no, the, the name of the song is called The Show, and it's Dougie Fresh. Dougie yes. Fresh. <laughs> well, okay, so Dougie Hold on, hold on. Dougie Fresh, and then what? How's the song go? The name of the song is called The Show. Okay. That's it. And it what, yep. what? Wait, the name of the song is called The Show. Who sings it? Dougie Fresh. Is Biz yeah, Marquis on it at all? No, uh, I don't. Switch no, I don't think so. So I no, completely heard something else then, is what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to okay, wait, it. can I'm you sorry. play the whole song or play a little bit more of the song? Let me hear it. Uh, a little bit more, because for time, I can't do the whole song, but I'll say a little oh, bit sorry. more. Oh, sorry. You know what? I'll just look it up myself, because I'm like, what? I thought yeah. I heard Biz Marquee. So was it not the one where he says, you say she's just a friend? It's not that song. No. No, no it's not that no. song. It's not that song at all. Okay. No, it's not that song. You're in the right era, though. You, 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 you're there, though. But that's not it. But close enough. Okay, I gotta. Okay, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up the song. So it's Dougie Fresh, the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, okay. Marissa, I'm gonna give you another chance. This song. No, no, it's okay. Okay, but I can't hear yeah. it. So no, give, give somebody else. Give somebody else a chance to. to oh, you can't hear it for real. You can't hear the song. No, that's what I was like. It's it's you got what I did. Y'all like nah. <laughs> oh no, no, try, try, try again. Hold on. Try again. Try again. Wait, 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 wait. Uh. This is the wait. This is the one with with Duck, with Slick Rick. That song. No, I didn't hear that at all. I heard. I swear, I heard. You got what I need. No, no. G- give someone else a chance. Okay. Right. Song. Here's, here's your here's your next try. Ready? Are you ready for your next try? Not me. <laughs> Go with yeah. else. No, you this is this is easy. This is gonna be easy. You ready? Uh-huh. All right. Oh, that's Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder. See? There you go. All right. Billy, are you ready? Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's let's see what I'm gonna give you. All right. Here we go. Oh, Marvin Gaye. No. What's the title? Oh, my gosh. Is it Party? Wait, I forgot the nope. song, but I know it's Marvin Gaye. It's, um... Get it, um... Oh, yeah, Lord, we are so stereotypical right now. <laughs> so stereotypical right now. Nobody know the name of a song. Get it. Um, get, get, get it. Get it. Get it. Whatever. Let's get it. Whatever. You got got to give it up. Got to give it up. There got it is. Oh, is that is that it? Okay, got I to mean, give it up. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Mr. Poo, are you ready? Uh, 
I'm going to try. Okay. It's, no, I think she said it in the first, and I'm, I'm not going to give you that one. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm going to give you this one. <laughs> Good luck. Is that um? You got it. Is that tell me? Yes. Girl. Okay. okay. You forgot. I was like, how she got that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, Nerissa. <laughs> Bonus point. I know that song. Bonus point. Tell me. Yep, that's yep. it. Oh, that's how it starts. Well, well, me. Okay. Yeah. No, that point, Capri. Who's the band? Yeah, ha- obviously. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, one. That has to be a bonus point. What? The, the, yes. Yeah, the bonus point is who is the band? What? <laughs> um. <laughs> <hmm>. <laughs> I know it's not. I'm. I'm just gonna guess. I know that I'm wrong. I know it ain't SOS band. It is. Oh, all right. <laughs> you got it. It is. Oh, okay. That was a good guess. Yeah. All right. Now this song was a song that brought hip hop to the world. Billy, do you remember this song? Oh, hey, I'm a guest. I'm okay. a guest. 
I, I think so, I'm wrong though, but I'm gonna guess Roberta Flack. No, Billy, you okay. gotta guess. Okay, yeah, I ain't think so. Who that? Who that? De- Dion Warwick, Phyllis Hyman. Does anybody oh, know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. okay, yeah, she's good. Yes, the elegant Phyllis Hyman, God rest her soul. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Yes, yes. Okay. Let's see. Ooh, let's see. I gave Billy just, uh, oh, Capri. All right, now Capri. Uh, yes. I'm going to take your black card if you don't know this song. Oh. I'm what? <laughs> oh, you know what? That's right. That's right in the song. Never mind. Take that one off because that's right at the beginning. Okay. I meant to. I meant to. Uh, no, you can't have that one. Okay. So, oh, see if you remember this one. I know, I know this song. Okay. Girl, girl, that is so old. Uh-huh. I can't even say that man. It's a, it's a man, isn't it? My nope. girlfriend, let me love you down. Nope. No? Nope. Not that oh, one. Uh-uh. Okay. But I don't is, know. Is it, I have no idea. Is, is it a man? Nope. A group. Who knows? It's, oh, yeah. I can't even say that. You got to tell us which group it is. So. I'm trying. The rain outside my window pane. I'm trying to. No, let's hear. Let's hear some more. Let's hear some more. Let's hear some more. Hear some more. I know who. Wait. Okay. You know. I know who it is. You got it? I, I I I I don't know. I can't think. Yes, that's not a man. <laughs> I thought. I'm, I thought it was a group. I think Capri may be right. It's not ready for the world. Yes. Oh no! Almost. It ain't. It's, it's, it's in that time frame. I know it is. It's, it's um. You remember Troop? Dang. You remember Troop? Troop. Oh, it's Troop. Yeah, oh. I remember Troop. I know it's wow. like I wouldn't. That, yeah, I remember is Troop. That all I do is think of you. All I do is think that was of that song. <laughs> wow. Still in love. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, we ain't, ain't nobody catch that one. Nope. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a little fun, y'all. The, the thing is, no, it's just, fun. It's, obviously, it's, we, 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 you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these songs, you know, and they bring you, they bring you back. They, they make you think back, back in the day. Yeah, and, they do. And, and I tell um, you what, though, you better not put on no Keith Sweat because I don't every song his album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm purposely not going to put on no Don't put on Keith Sweat. <laughs> okay. The first person, this, whoever knows this song, tell me. Oh. Is that Shy? Oh, those four boys. Yes. The four boys. That's Shy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what song it is, though. 
Oh, is that which one is? Oh, lay down. Tell me what's on your mind. I remember something like that. That's it. Yep. Comforter. (laughs) Comforter. That's it. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Comforter. Yeah. I ain't even going to try and sing it, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, now, let me see. Let me Let me see one. Let's see, we had 303. I'm going to do one for, now this is for the listeners. Anybody who knows this song, let me know. Chime in. I like this song. Uh, This is cool in the game. Too hot. Sorry. Now see, I apologize. You said it was for the listeners. I apologize. I apologize. Well, she, she, you don't give her that one. But you got one. I apologize. You got one. I'm, I'm proud of you. you yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you don't <laughs> make me play my my playlist because my playlist is all in the 2000s, and 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 none of y'all will get that because it's all neo soul. I wouldn't. I would not. Wait, where's I, all I would this neo soul? Hold on. We talking black music? Where's all the neo soul? I like neo soul. <laughs> I don't, I I don't know as good as I know old school, though. Yeah, I was purposely doing it from, from the time, our, our 80s time, just to see if y'all remember gotcha, these songs. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Want to see I Neo Soul is good, though. I do like that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Listeners, do you know this song? I'm, I'm going to make this one a little harder for the business. All right. I remember what it is myself. Name of the group and the song. Let me know. Let me know. All right, I'm I'm gonna be watching. All right. That was just a little name that tune. Just a little fun. I thought we could have a little bit of fun. And I hope you had some fun. And um now there were some songs that got us lifted. We can't go through this without talking about gospel music. Mm-hmm. Songs that kind of lift it, songs that uh, lift us up and remind us of the importance of um, our our faith and how important our faith has been to the black community because you know that is hugely important in the black community. And so there have been all different kinds of uh, gospel songs, but there's one particular audience. Uh, one particular artist that changed the game, and he actually got some flack for it when he when he first came on the scene. Anybody That's know who Kurt, that Kurt artist Franklin. is? Kurt Franklin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Kurt yeah. Franklin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, 
Play it again. Can can you play some more? It, it kind of cut out a little bit on me. So play it again. Okay. Okay. Let me get to the play button. Got it? Frank P. Key? Uh, I don't know. Fred Hammond. I can't. I don't know. Oh, okay. Fred Hammond. Let you go. No? That's it. That's, 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 one. that's, that's one, too. That's, that's, 
That's one too. Oh, I'm sorry. My answer was Luther. Yeah. Booty boo booty yeah. boo boo boo. That one. Yes, ma'am. Yes. That that's it. But you know what? That's the thing about black. We have a lot of party starters. We have a yeah. lot, and Luther is definitely one of them. And this next one, the artist said, "This is how we do it." Who was that? That's oh. that, that's Montel Jordan. Montel yeah. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Billy. Cameo sang this song, and it was so sweet. <laughs> Billy, I, you know the answer. I'll, Come on now, listen, Billy. I, what can, oh, you talking about that um, sweet like candy, taste like candy? Yeah, candy. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wasn't much of a cameo fan, so I wasn't into. I, you know, I have to say this. My aunt loved cameo because this guy was oh, wearing this. Oh. I remember their '80s outfits, and so my aunt <laughs> and my grandmother loved cameo. Let's just say them and the Gap yes. Band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like both of those bands. Yeah, I do. Oh, oh yeah, I love me some cameo. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Now, another trivia. Cameo had a song called Back and Forth. There was another R&B artist that we lost too soon. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yes. Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Okay. This particular artist began his career with Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Who is that? Teddy Pendergrass. Yep. That's it. That is it. Okay, now, t- now the I say what the sixties, seventies, maybe the sixties. They had Tammy Terrell and Marvin Gaye. In the eighties, we had who? Um, Think about we perfect had, combination. Um, Renee and, and Angela. Yeah, that was a, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. But think about another Rick James Astrid another and Simpson. Oh, that's a Astrid good one too. Ashford and Simpson. You remember Rick oh, James oh, oh, and Tina Marie? Yes. Yes. Who is it? Another Rick James duo? and Tina Marie. Oh, oh wait, there's also um yeah. a baby face and, and LA Reed. They were an awesome team. No. I'm talking about Stacey Lattisaw. Male female. Gill. Oh, and Johnny Gill. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right. Finish the other side of these these cup these um these couples that have these hits. Saturday Love by Alexander O'Neill and Terrell. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Was it okay? What's that her name? What's that name right? Sherelle. Sherelle. That's right. Sherelle. Mm-hmm. I yep. said Terrell. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> So you mentioned Rick James and Tina Marie, their biggest yeah. hit. Fire and Desire. Yeah. Fire and Desire. Yep. That's it. That's it. Okay. Narissa, he began yes. his career with LTD. And you got to let it go. You got to <laughs> let it go. Because it looks no. like another 
Love TKO. No, I'm sorry. Love Ballad is Jeffrey Osborne. Jeffrey Osborne. Sorry. Not not Teddy Pendergrass. Sorry. Jeffrey Osborne. Yeah. Jeffrey Osborne. Well, it's one of my favorites. I have never been so much. I love that song. In love. That one. Yes. What a difference. That one. Yes. That's it. That's it. I, I do love that song. Yes, I know I'm not singing it. I'm just kind of like giving you some tones that allow you to remember it. Okay, so I know it's not quite on key. I know that. But I'm good. just saying. So you know the song. What a difference. You got it. The you know it. You know it. made in my life. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Capri. Yes. The best-selling soundtrack of all time. Purple Rain, The Bodyguard, or Saturday Night Fever? Uh, I think The Bodyguard. 18 million sold. That's it. Mm. Now, do you know? I do have some. I do have a piece of music trivia. Now that you mentioned the bodyguard, and people probably people probably know this already. But you know that song Whitney Houston saying, "I will always love you." Yes, yes. You know who wrote that song? Who? Yes, Dolly. Yep, Dolly Parton. That's Dolly Parton's song. Yep. Yep. And is she not? And is she not glad that Whitney Houston sang that song, being that she that she owns the, the right? Yeah. Okay. She cashed in on that one. <laughs> yeah. Even though, and, and I'm saying, um, Tom, um, what's her name? Um, Dolly Parton. Actually, it was funny that I mentioned that too because she was. I was watching her on TV the other day, and um, it's you know Black Music Month, but just talking about music in general, she's. She's written a lot of music, and she has done a whole lot, like more than people even realize, but that's for another day. But anyhow. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Now, Stevie Wonder wrote an incredible 200 songs. Smokey Robinson is credited with writing how many songs? No, we're talking in the thousands. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> wow. No. Hell, I would have never guessed awesome. that. Yeah, That's right? Awesome. <laughs> wow. Billy, you got you to guess? You, oh, a thousand? Um, okay. So That's we, awesome. I, you know, I know this number. You know, I was just telling the wrist and Capri about it yesterday. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> 1,400. 4,000. Nice. Songs. Wow. What? Yes. I love it. Mean, I don't even know how you come up with 4,000 melodies. It's insane. It's, I mean, the that's, genius of this that's, man. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite moments in music history was Motown 25. Loved the show, loved the, but just everything about it. What is the significance? Of Michael Jackson's appearance on that show. Is that what he did the moon? Yep. Yep, that was it. And it was something else. Uh, Wasn't it to reunite with his brother? It was actually the opposite. 
It was his debut as a solo artist. Oh, um, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I was so excited. I I, I still remember the excitement of of what of that just that moment, just that moment. I was, oh, I remember I was, that. I remember yeah, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. This well-known hip-hop artist is a queen and was nominated for an Oscar. Um, queen Latifah. And what was she nominated for? She's nominated for an Oscar? Really? Chicago? Yep, that's it. Chicago. That's it. That's it. Now, this answer, I thought I knew, but I I looked it up and I was, I was kind of thrown off. But the best-selling female group of all time, Supremes, TLC, Destiny's Child. Destiny's TLC. Child. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're all wrong. <laughs> it was actually the Supreme still is number one. I thought it was TLC. Um, Who who's number one? Supreme. 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 Actually oh. in order Supreme, TLC, and then Destiny's Child. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Which is probably why Beyonce yeah. said it's time to go solo. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Let's see. This is one of my favorite groups back in the day. I don't know if it's yours. No parking on the dance floor. Play another soul jam. Atlantic Star, Midnight Star, Starship. Oh, Atlantic man. Star. I think it's Midnight Somebody Star. It. Oh, yeah. she Atlantic said Atlantic Star. Oh. It's Atlantic Star? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Midnight Star. You're right. It's Midnight Star? All right. Mm-hmm. Is now, it Midnight this, Star, you think? It's Midnight Star. It is. Okay, you know why you. I remember it's Midnight Star? Because they say they name in that song when they say no parking on the dance floor. floor. That, uh, <laughs> it is. Oh, nice. okay. yep. <laughs> All right. Now, this, somebody mentioned this group um, or song, I think, in an early conversation. Oh, Sheila, Love Me Down. Who is the group? Ready for the world. Oh. Yep, that's it. Ready for the world. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yes. This music group is a family, and their music has been sampled quite a bit. They were almost as big as the Jacksons back in the day. Mid Condition, The Barge, The Jets. Oh, the Jets. I miss The Jets. I like them. Yeah, but it's not The Jets. <laughs> no, it's The Barge. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, it was the barge. It was the barge. Okay. <laughs> but the Jets, there was a, when you asked that question, they came to mind before you gave the answer. I like them. Yeah. Do you remember one of their hits? Um, you got it all. The barge? Yep, that's it. That's it, Billy. You got it all. That's right. That's right. And Crush on You? Yep, Crush on You. Oh, oh the Jets? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause I never told you that's, that's it. That, that's I, it. I like that. <laughs> that, that one. Well, we are down to the last few minutes of the show. Three minutes. This has been fun. I want to thank y'all so much. And basically, listen, the bottom line is celebrating Black Music History Month is important. The music is woven into our history and in other countries. Its influence is an undeniable 
It started many a party, lifted us up, and called us to action. The next time you hear a song by a legendary black singer, think of what that they meant to the world of music. Think about their legacy. Think about your own legacy. What are you leaving behind for generations to come? Will, pe- will people be talking about what you did the way we talked about these great artists today? Many of these artists were willing to sacrifice so much for their art so that many people years and years later, just like we are today, are talking about what they did, even during the t- most turbulent times of our history. Are you willing to make sacrifices for your dreams? There's so much more to this conversation than great music. It's a legacy, and I hope you honor it as much as I, Billy, and Narissa, and Capri have done today. JIP celebrates Black Music History Month, and I hope you enjoyed this journey. Come back on July 13th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Journey into Passion. I'm going to be talking to caregivers because that is going to be my first book and I want to bring you in on this slow launch of the book. And uh, I want to thank my guest today. It has been a joy. Thank each of you. Um, we're down to the last minute. Any last, any last thoughts, Narissa? Uh, so I would say that um, I would encourage our audience to find their own music find whatever it is that inspires them, find whatever it is that brings joy to their soul, and, um, you know, be encouraged by the music that you hear from others, and, um, you know, look for a way to to make your own mark. Capri? Um, Well, I would say at least, um, I guess first thing comes to mind, I guess, thanks for, um, you know, having me on. Um, It's been fun. and yeah, I think uh, it's important for you to find uh, what you enjoy. You know, just be happy with who you are. Um, I don't know. That's uh, that's it. I just had fun today, for the most part. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Billy, thanks for listening to the show, and thank you for allowing me and Nikkei to be with two amazing ladies for an amazing occasion. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. And audience, even though you didn't participate, that's okay. I I feel you. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you had a great time. And as always, I think we all just wish you great a great success on your journey into your passions. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Have a good weekend. And um, the lady just told me to the second, so I'm going to say have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you, panel. Yeah. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.